0: Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and today we are joined with a special guest, Kara Goodenough. Kara is the founder of Blendwell Collective, Clean conscious care to support the nervous system of nervous systems of developing babies and moms. She spent the last 10 years helping people with disability, dysfunction and injury optimize quality of life through rehabilitation. And now she integrates her herb education and passion for non traditional modalities to get to the root of preventative wellness by creating non toxic, natural, developmentally supportive and planet friendly remedies safe for babies and made with moms in mind. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: Tell me about uh, how you made a switch from a traditional nursing career to holistic, amazing things.
1: So I have struggled with anxiety for the majority of my life, Um, and I had a phase where I really was having a lot of social anxiety and a hard time participating in life. And, um, my mom, who's a nurse had spent years saying, Kara, take the drugs, take the drugs. Um, and I was resistant, resistant and really didn't want to. And finally I got to a point in my life where I was significantly impacted by my anxiety to the point where I was having migraines daily. Um, it was miserable and, um, I finally decided, okay, I'm going to try the drugs. If they don't work, they don't work. If they do, great, whatever. Within a month, I felt a million times better and was really grateful to have um, kind of what I saw as submitted at that point in my life to doing whatever the heck it was that I needed to do to feel better. Um, Fast forward a few years and I felt balanced which of course is always the tricky part for folks is you feel better, so go off your drugs. Um, For me, that ended up being an okay thing. I ended up, during that time, my boyfriend started foraging a lot. Um, And I became so enthralled with being out in the woods and finding wild mushrooms, finding wild edibles. Just, it was a place where I felt the best. And um, it got me really excited about transitioning from my what I was taking at the time was a low-level Zoloft to trying herbs and um but I wanted to do it in a way that was felt smart and supported um and so I ended up actually working with I was working with an applied kinesiologist who does muscle testing to kind of determine how your body responds to uh different supplements different um chemicals it could be anything Um, so I worked with her to help wean off as well as, uh, she's a nutritionist who helped me kind of figure out how, what my body needed to be in balance. So working with her, and then I slowly started taking herbs that she had recommended. And shortly after I was, I mean, I just felt great and I had done it in a way where I felt really supported and, um, though that's not for everybody. And I don't necessarily recommend everybody say the heck with their drugs, it felt really great to be in a place where, oh, look, both of these things have been really dramatically helpful for me um, in a way that helped me be present and enjoy life and and just get what I felt I needed at that time. So shortly after that, I actually went to a two-week in clinical intensive herbal program and got certified in my community herbalism and... Since then, I really use herbs to help manage stress and anxiety um, kind of complementarily. So it became very clear to me that sometimes you need the drugs. Sometimes you can do um, a holistic approach and figuring out how to cope is so dramatically helpful in every and anything in life. And so I really, I didn't want, I didn't want people to feel so resistant to what worked and what they needed, um, that they were unwilling to try it, <laughs> if that makes sense. And so it became a passion of mine to kind of advocate for do what works for you, you know, do what works for you. And I really kind of, as I was working more and more with people in advocating for that, figuring out what is best for you and, and following through with it, I kept going back to, I kept finding people who are dealing with their traumas and found that they were having these, um, they were spending so much time going what I felt like was backward, like kind of dwelling and, and mulling over their their cause and effect, if you will. And I felt... Like, I just kept going back to what is the trauma? What is the trauma? And for so many people, that trauma occurred in childhood. And so to me, it became very clear that, um, preventative wellness needed to begin in childhood. Like it's not, you know, if we can teach people and equip kids with the skills internally to help self-regulate, excuse me, and the skills and strategies to manage when they're not self-regulated, um, that we would be impacting a whole generation starting at a root cause rather than kind of having to go back in in adulthood. And naturally, that means eliminating toxins, helping the body figure out what it needs, um, simplifying a lot of our routines to manage stimuli, um, and of course, supporting moms who are helping facilitate this. So, in a very roundabout way, it, it became very clear to me that that was a, that was a starting point that I wanted to help influence in a, a positive way.
0: That's amazing, and I'm fascinated because it sounds so. I've also lived with anxiety most of, probably since I was five or six years old. Yeah, didn't know that until. Right? I didn't know what it was until I was old enough to be talking about it with people. But it sounds like what you're saying the herbs for you with anxiety might be different than the herbs for me.
1: So, definitely. I mean, because you're going to take herbs. So, the thing with herbs is that if you want to take them as a tonic, you're somebody who struggles with anxiety or depression pretty across the board. It's not necessarily an up and a down as far as having triggers and, oh, I'm having a social anxiety attack. then you're more apt to need something to help regulate you over a longer period of time. So you would want to take an herb that's a tonic, meaning that it stays in your system longer um, or more consistently. And to do that with herbs, you really have to take them consistently. You have to be able to keep them in your system. So are you able to regularly take, you know, recommended usually. I mean, of course, this can vary, but three times a day. And for me, I was in a place where I really felt like I needed that drug to start with, because when you're in a place of anxiety and stress, talk about routine and how hard it is to get yourself to do anything. never mind something consistently and you know to plug along with i mean it's a tricky place to kind of dig yourself out of um, so that's part of why I think that for me, I really needed that initial help um to help regulate and then then I was able to manage a little bit more. So with people who are in that predicament and are really using herbs more supportively, um, you don't, you can take them symptomatically and not necessarily have to keep them in your system. So you wouldn't necessarily need the, the frequency or consistency. It's more of a, for me, headaches are definitely a trigger of if I'm feeling more and more anxious. And so for me, it's a drink the cup of tea beforehand or Um, you know, use my essential oils beforehand, or kind of when you can feel that coming on. So it really depends on what you're looking for. And when it comes to which herbs, you can be very general and use some of the kind of go to's, or you can be really specific and um, dive into what a more complex, like, do you have GI uh, upset? Do you have, you know, go into the, the complexities of what your symptoms are telling you, Or maybe of symptoms that you have consistently that could be impacted by what you're taking. So it can be really kind of surface level or it can be really dynamic. And both approaches can work, definitely. And we understand
0: more being in these fields. So for the average person who doesn't, my my clients are, I've been on medication on and off. Yeah. um, and it works. And I know when I am not okay, and I need to go on. However, we were just talking before we came on air, I am so sensitive to any and all medication. So if there are alternatives, I'm all for that. But but the rest of the world doesn't know as much about if they need it daily or as needed. So how do I help my clients understand or find someone like you? How did you find? I wouldn't have known to go to a kinesiologist.
1: I have been on my own personal wellness journey for so long. Um, I'm kind of just a philosopher. So I like, I need to know why I'm doing something. I will not, you know, I'm, I'm testy. (laughs) So you can tell me, but I'm likely not going to just do it unless I have some comprehension. Um, So between that and my own investigating, but also through physical therapy, because a lot of people would have um, disorders that we couldn't really figure out or, or, We're having pain that we couldn't really tap into. And so I got started getting uh, curious about what else might be going on for that person. Um, And so it kind of just tumbled down as far as I first learned a little bit about muscle energy techniques, which is like hands on energy work. Um, I learned a little bit about breath control, uh, not necessarily for anxiety, but as far as, and there's so many different philosophies, but as far as um, how it relates to limited mobility. Um, so people with chronic back pain or hip pain, oftentimes their breath patterns are not great. So, you know, little, little details that are became very interesting to me. And then um, herbalism, I just, really got excited about reading and exploring. And the best I mean, I tend to prefer um, I look at things from a pretty clinical perspective, and science based end of things, and then work from there and kind of see if I feel like people know their stuff. (laughs) Um, And so for me, I feel like to find a good clinician is word of mouth. Because I like to have have that trust in whomever I'm looking for? Um, I feel like it's really word of mouth and figuring out. And, and it has to be
0: a holistic protection. herbal. I mean, I don't think primary physicians, they're amazing, but with Western medicine, I've never had an MD yeah. give me an alternative option.
1: Yeah. There are some that are a little bit more in tune, most definitely, but I would go to a naturopath. That is going to be your bet. I think the the most accessible way for folks to get Um, exposure to something non-traditional while still still easing their way into it if they really don't know where to turn Um, that tends to be a good gapping point in my opinion because they're going to have a vast knowledge of um, natural medicines and they can be a pcp at least in vermont i don't know about everywhere Um, but they can be your PCP. They can't prescribe, but a lot of what you're going to be taking for herbal medicines anyway, is not going to be covered and will likely have, you know, be over the counter anyway. Um, And then kind of, I feel like that's just the best starting point for, for your networking. Um, Because that's oftentimes somebody that is trustworthy, you know, um, so it's the
0: same thing I tell my client. Like you're interviewing me, you have to see if this is a good fit. So you have yeah. to find somebody that feels right
1: yeah. and that you feel yeah. okay. And that's why I think I I mean, you know, I think anybody could be amazing if you do enough research, but for the average person who maybe doesn't know, that's where I would say to kind of start and oftentimes your naturopath will likely have uh resources for you locally. Um I think it's a lot of research. It's a lot of research and seeing what people's results are and have they worked with clients that have cases that are similar to yours, whether that's for anxiety or for a different ailment. Um, Like I said, it can be pretty complex or it can be really basic. And we're complex people, so it kind of depends on what you're looking for. Um, And a lot of times it takes, so a lot of why I love my concept of blend well is the idea that you can use modern medicine so you can use, um, or you can use traditional or what we now see as kind of more non-traditional medicine. And I think that we all need as much exposure as possible to as many different modalities as possible to figure out what works for us. Because for me, I, I had to pick and choose um, what I felt was best. I learned a breath control technique here from this life coach and then eh, we weren't really a great fit anymore. I learned, you know, um, about applied kinesiology and certain vitamins that might be good for me. I, you know, you kind of pick and choose and use them as, as they make sense for you. And I think that's a really beautiful way to be involved in your care. Um, But, Again, it depends on the person and whether or not they really want that ownership and empowerment, or if they want to go to somebody they simply trust who can tell them a few things to try. And that's that, you know,
0: and, and my clients obviously trust me. I trust you. So let's talk about Blendwell if if somebody wanted to (laughs) ease in.
1: Yes. So Blendwell was made, um, with babies in mind. So fragile skin, gentle skin. Um, but I really made it for moms the idea being that this is a very safe place to start. Um, And yet they are multi purpose um, products and herbs that can be used for a slew of things from home remedies to colic to stress and anxiety to uh, luxury, you know, self care strategies to, um, you know, tissue mending to, (laughs) you can use them a whole slew of different ways. And the idea was that With the planet in mind, you buy one box, you have all these strategy or all of these tools that can be um, used for developmental support, whatever baby's going through at whatever time, (laughs) Um, colic, diaper rash, eczema, cradle cap, um, what else? Cranky baby who doesn't want to (laughs) sleep, needing you want to bond with your baby, take the bath together. I mean, there's a slew of different things. And the idea being that if you don't use them for those things, Your product is shelf stable and is not going to go to waste and then can be on your shelf for a handful of other different ailments. Is a woman needing to, is she sore or engorged and wants to do a warm compress? Um, Is she um, exhausted and really wanting to relax and wants to take a bath for herself or a foot bath or a a soap or um, a facial steam? There's, um, there's so many different ways in which you can use it that are very inviting that the likelihood of, of wasting something is pretty minimal. Um, and they're gentle. So the idea is just like anything, you want to test it. I have a link on my um, website or on my Instagram that it teaches you about dosing and also how to patch test something on your skin so that if it does cause reaction... Just like anything, people can be sensitive to it. So I recommend doing that. But the products have such limited ingredients. It's pretty darn safe. Um, And it's a good place to start for that reason.
0: And Uh, it's with moms in mind. That's where it came. But you don't have to be a mom. I'm a fur mommy, but I'm not a mom. And there's so much benefit. You just had something in the group Mm -hmm. that was just about calm and soothing so anybody listening yeah. if you're not a mom
1: or yeah, I mean, if your it's kids free. are grown and
0: gone there are still so many useful tools and tips
1: yeah yeah I mean I'm not a mom either the idea is that it's made for you know that that's kind of the the area that I went for marketing but in reality I mean there are I it comes with a swaddle as your packaging because I didn't want any extra packaging it felt purposeless to me. (laughs) So I wanted everything to have a a reason and a purpose. Um, It's why I literally send a box that has Blendwell written on it, taped up, and with a label on it with nothing else. I don't want a box in a box, you know. I know that in theory that can be recycled, but we don't, you don't want extra. Why? What's the point? (laughs) So with the swaddle, I mean, it can make us a wrong. It can be, I mean, you could use it as a scarf. You could use it as a throw blanket. You could use it as anything. (laughs) Uh, You could cut it up and make something out of it. You know, there's, the idea is that there's diversity in, in your product um, so that you don't end up wasting it.
0: And for us for parents out here,
1: Mm -hmm. is
0: it safe for animals or any of these? So
1: there's um, so catnip is in the, um, the sleep soak I don't have any right here but in the sleep soak so I would store that away from your animals um all the other ingredients yes they're they're animal safe so if you were going to treat something topically I wouldn't have an animal ingest any of these things um the balm can be applied topically your animal is likely going to try and lick it off so just be mindful you don't want to go too crazy they're probably going to be fine if they lick some of it off but you know, if it's on their front paw and they're going to town on it, they eh, might want to cover it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, there, there's not, it's pretty darn safe. And that's why I used a lot of these, these herbs that I did. They're um, traditionally just very dynamic and can be used for skin internally, externally. Um, yeah.
0: Thank you so much. How can people find you and find this?
1: Um, So the best way to find me is social media, of course. So Instagram at blendwellcollective or blendwellcollective.com. And I'm around.
0: (laughs) Any last thoughts you'd like to leave listeners with? Because this is huge. I am also not against medication, but I know so many people who have horrible side effects. So um, this could be in addition Mm -hmm. We're not telling you to go off medication without talking to doctors and having support, but this can help so, so many.
1: Yeah. So I think the big takeaway for me um, is that you're allowed to be all of the different things that you are. And our society is learning to embrace that, but I want people to feel comfortable and supported and exploring what that means for themselves and how to help themselves. And part of that means being transparent and so I thank you for for leading such a huge movement and being honest and forward with people and I try to do the same um and I think that the more that we share our stories with all of what it means to be well the the better off we are collectively um and when it comes to products regulation is poor and I just want people to be aware and mindful that I'm not judging you for the choices you do make. However, regulation is poor and our, our bodies are sensitive. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. This has been eye-opening and I'm going to be sending lots of people your way. Thank and you. for everyone listening, I will put blendwellcollective.com in the show notes and all the different ways to reach Kara. Uh, And I will be back with you next week. And remember to always stay ruthless. Thanks so much, Kara.
1: Thank you so much. Take care.
0: Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the ruthless movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hab community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.